Amen. Well, let me start out by giving honor and thanks and doing a quick prayer before I reread one of the scriptures. And first, I would like to honor Christ because without him, none of this would ever be. And I honor my pastors for every chance that I get to preach and grow in the ministry. So let me just say a quick prayer and we'll get started. Um, as we come together with technology, God, your name is greater than any virus or anything that we will ever face. In all things, we give you the glory and the honor. And I pray for all of this, uh, all that are on this line, and ask you to cover us as we move forward in you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. So Hebrews 12, 1b, 8, 2a. I'm just going to add a little something to that. It says, and let us, RCM2, run with endurance the race God has set before us. We, as a church, do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. So one of the great early writers, Tertullian, says in a quote, you can judge the quality of their faith from the way they behave. In other words, he said, discipline is an index to doctrine. Behavior is not only an indication of what you believe. To take it a step further, everything about your behavior should be applied through love and motivated by one and the same. The Bible says, for when you demonstrate the same love I have for you, this is Jesus talking, by loving one another, everyone will know that you're my true followers. In other words, your love walk with Christ is actual evidence of your faith. For example, have you ever had people who want to tell you how saved and spiritual they are, but their behavior gives you a pause and a question? The Bible says, Selah, pause and think on that because action speaks greater volume than mere empty words. My girl Maya Angelou says, when people show you who they are, believe them because people can always show you true colors better than they can articulate it through speech. This morning, however, we are talking about something critical to our lives as believers, which is also the title of my message, and that is perfecting faith. So what is perfecting faith? So perfecting faith is a faith that is singled out, that is walked out, and that is lived out by the called out. Therefore, to understand our passage in Hebrews 12, we have to give note to portions of Hebrews 11. It is in the by faith chapter that 15 witnesses, ordinary people, obeyed God, believed God, were pleasing to God, and fulfilled his purposes. Just like today, he calls people in in order to push his love out, using imperfect people to accomplish his perfect will. See, God had a plan then, like he does now, to reach the others around us, the community beyond us, and the individuals that are yet to come. He uses people in a process called perfecting faith. Now, isn't it amazing how God has gathered all of us to Together for such a time and a season as this. We're talking about perfecting faith. See, RCM2 is comprised of many examples of kingdom obedience, strength, 
character, perseverance, and faith. We've all been shaped and transformed, pushed and pulled, shaken and stirred, twisted and turned. There's been weights and pressures, ups and downs, bends and turns every step of the race. But through it all, we are still moving forward and are on our way. And it is these characteristics that continue to shape and mold us for the next leg of our journey together. So with that, let me tell you what I mean by perfecting faith. So the first thing is that perfecting faith makes deliberate choices for Christ. These are the intentional decisions for God that push us along the perfecting process, even in times of uncertainty. See, Hebrews 11.1 1 says, faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about the things we cannot see. So have you ever wondered why God chose Refuge Church Ministries 2 at this point in our lives. What it is what is it about this place that connects us, his people, with a plan and a purpose? We don't always get immediate answers, but what we do know is that each of us are here from a calling and a leading and a prompting only from God. We know that RCM2 is a great place to grow, but have you ever questioned the other places God directed you to go? Like, why did you give me that job? Ain't none of them jokers saved but me. Why is that person in my life? There's a little something that's off. Something ain't quite right. And why did you place me in that family? Because I swear for Christmas, I don't like half of them. Well, we all have relatives that are best loved from a distance, yet those are the ones that happen to live right around the corner. Most of us want to know, God, why this particular situation? And he is saying, it's because you cannot be perfected in the places of your comfort. Going through stuff is an opportunity to make deliberate choices for Christ, to stay put, to dig in deep and let your faith be perfected because perfecting faith means deliberate choices for Christ. Now, the second thing that perfecting faith does is it earns a good reputation. In Hebrews 12, 1, it says, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. We all can carry things God never intended for our shoulders, like stress and anxiety from the things we face. We live in a counter-biblical culture that vies for our attention and looks forward to our compromises. It's a reminder that if you stand for something like Christ, you won't fall for just any old thing, whatever it is. Can I tell you that a good reputation can be easily tarnished by the event of one bad decision? The Bible says to pull on the whole armor of God that you may, may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. That's why we need our armor. We need our Bible and the people God placed in our lives. These are the things that help us jump any hurdles, break down any barriers, and lift up our spirits. The Bible says strip off whatever it is and remember that deliberate choices for Christ will shape and pen the rest of your story. Let us all give thought to how our reputation precedes us because the writing really is on the wall. See, are you accountable? Are you flexible? Are you teachable and are you reachable? Can people talk to you or would they rather avoid you? 
We all know that somebody that everybody does their best to avoid. You know the type of person that you can't get a word in edgewise, who think they know it all, you can't tell them nothing. You know the ones that is the end of the day on a Friday and here they come around the corner. You know that one that always asks you a question and proceeds to answer it too. You can't even say a word because they just keep talking. See, Hebrews 11.2 reminds us that they earned a good reputation because they moved according to his purposes. Because if we really think about it, Abraham was a liar. Noah was a drunk. Rahab was a prostitute. Jacob was a deceiver. And Moses couldn't even talk right. So how did they make it into the by faith chapter? Although we all have made our share of mistakes, God can change a pitiful past into a fantastic future. See, in his economy, deliberate choices for Christ are what earn you a good reputation. And the third thing that perfecting faith does is it adds to your witness. The more God prepares you and shapes you and sanctifies you, the better your witness becomes. Your witness matters because people are always watching you. They may not say a word, but they remember what you did, what you said, and how you made them feel. Did you dampen their spirits or provide a measure of joy? Did you build them up or did you tear them down? Did you help them out or just hand out excuses? Either way, you are a witness. The Bible says we are surrounded by a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith. It's not just the cheerleaders in Hebrews 11 that speak to us today, but it is also all who are on this line. Each of us are witnesses that have been handpicked by God for another person's benefit. So what does your witness say to those around you? So what is your witness like at the store? What is your witness like on the job? What is your witness like in your own house where people see you as you are? How do you behave when you think no one sees you? So what does your witness say about you? So let me conclude this sermon this way. One of the things I love about God is how he takes each of us as individuals and transforms us into a community, making us stronger and wiser together. We were not meant to do life on our own because there is power in connection. So let us be connected through obedience, be connected by faith and be connected as you're being perfected day by day. So keep on pressing, keep on getting up and keep moving forward. It's about perfecting faith, deliver choices for Christ, earning a good reputation and adding to your witness. I'm reminded that he that has begun a great work in you is faithful to perform it. Let the Lord continue to use you for the upbuilding of his kingdom. No matter what you face, no matter what it looks like, God is saying, walk this way for there is purpose behind the process. It is through perfecting faith, a called out faith, a stand strong faith that God is doing a great work his best work in each one of you. Amen.